Hey there, I'm not sure how you stumbled upon this video. Maybe you might have just seen the link or what it's called or the title of this video. Uh, but just over the weekend, I shared with our church here in Brisbane, uh, I had an unbelievable encounter where I went to heaven. Uh, and that is the title of this video, but that's not just a saying, that's actually what happened to me. And what you're about to watch is fresh, it's new. When we recorded it, it was probably just a couple of days after my experience. Uh, and my prayer for you is that as you watch, that you would experience in some format what God has for you, what God has prepared for us, what God's prepared for you. Uh, I, I, was, I must apologize that right at the start we had a few technical issues and it goes straight into me asking our audience if they were able to see us because we were doing this over a Zoom service. Uh, but regardless of the technical difficulties, I do believe that God's presence is going to touch you in a powerful way. And so I would encourage you to maybe take some time as you watch this video because I believe God is going to move for His glory and for His name to be lifted in Jesus' name. You're good? You're ready? You're hungry? Okay, so this week, this, this, is where, this is where I was at. Firstly, I want to say I did nothing to deserve or experience what I experienced. Uh, I wasn't... <laughs> is this going to be like a 45-hour service? I'm not sure. I wasn't fasting. I wasn't praying. I wasn't spiritual. I wasn't... Um, in any of those modes, I was literally just normal Alwyn. I've had a few encounters before, so I actually don't share my encounters. Uh, this is the first one that I felt released to share. In, in my vision, Jesus told me that I could share this with the church, with the body of Christ. Uh, I had my first encounter when I was 18, where I had a vision of Jesus, and Jesus walked me into a certain area and spoke to me about a few things. And I think Petrus is in the room, and he, I, I think I've mentioned this in passing years back to him. Uh, uh, and the other encounter I had was in, in 2013, I believe, in the United States, when I was actually staying in my brother's house in Dallas, where one night, again, was just watching a movie, went to sleep. God woke me up and literally gave incredible clarity to our ministry. That year, God said to me that we would see 400 salvations and 800 baptisms in the Holy Spirit. The end of that year, we saw 437 salvations and eight, I think 900 baptisms in the Holy Spirit. And, and so since then, I haven't had anything of this kind happen. And so Wednesday night happened. So what happened on Wednesday night was I went to sleep and uh, uh, maybe, maybe I might even talk about uh, my, my emotional state before I, I go there. Uh, some of you know that Leah got fired up a couple of weeks back, three weeks ago. Leah had a massive God moment. You've been seeing the residue of that, or the fire of that. The thing about people that are on fire for God is when they are on fire for God, they enc encourage you, they excite you, but they also show you how not on fire you are. And so I was encouraged and I was inspired, but it actually showed me how sort of dead I was. Uh, let me assure you, I did my daily devotions, and, and, and this is one thing I've learned from this encounter, that there are variances in hearing the voice of God. You can hear God's voice in, in your devotion, you can hear God's voice through your day, but there's a higher dimension that God operates in. And so I was in this place where I was hearing God, uh, but, but it was not just where it needed to be. I was hearing God, but it was not where, where I thought it would be. I, I was hearing God, but I just felt something was lacking. 
And some of you know, those of you that are coming from other spaces, the last eight months of downpour has been quite interesting. We've had quite a few things happen. And so I began to notice something in me over the last couple of months, which was that I was, my spirit person was active and alive, uh, but my emotions would rise up and when it falls, it would fall just rock bottom. And I didn't know what was going on. And so I did all the things that I, I you know, I was moody. I would have unusual thoughts. Uh, but, and I did what I would tell you to do, pray fast, seek the Lord. And I would have those sort of outbursts of breakthrough. And then again, I would just drop. And then I, I did what I told you to do, which is get help. So I began to get help. Uh, there's no pastor literally on the planet that I do not, that I know that I haven't spoken to. Uh, from Pastor Russell Evans and Planet Shakers to other pastors around the world, where we're literally wanting to get help. Help me. I feel something is stagnant in my spirit. I feel there's a drop that's happened. Uh, you know, I, I got a pastoral help. I got spiritual help. I even got professional help. Uh, literally, because when you want to get healthy, you need to get health. And so I was doing all these things, but just wasn't getting there. I, I don't know what was going on. And then you watch what's happening and maybe you're feeling the same thing. You, I don't know if you know, but don't you feel a bit like the global church has had a bit of a battering? You know, you look at incredible men of God that have fallen, incredible men of God that are walking away. It seems like deconstructing Christianity seems to be the trend. Uh, comedians and hip hop artists are making fun of the church and walking away. And there's this, this thing going around. And, I, and, and so there's stuff happening in me, there's stuff happening around me, there's stuff that's happened within our church. And I'm just like, what, what is going on? You know, and it was sort of like I was hearing God, but literally felt like God was distant. And so, in fact, last week I did a, I did a whole testing uh, online. You do this as pastor, put this test, and I fill this, fill this, fill this. And literally the test came up as all red to the point of clinical depression and burnout. And I'm just like, oh gosh, this is where I'm at. Because what, what would happen is I'm, I'm, I'm from childhood, I've always been an optimistic person. I've always been a faith person. I've always been a let's go person. But I found it a lot, lot more difficult to rise up. And it was just not me. And so, and then in the middle of that, as I was seeking God, not expecting anything from God, Wednesday night happened. And so what happened in Wednesday night was the first thing was I went to bed. And as I lay down instantly, just like I've sort of been crying this morning, I began, I mean, multiply that by a hundred times, started crying. And I'm lying on my bed and I see this, lack of better words, I see what you call a portal. I see a portal and literally the, 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 the sky opens up. And in fact, we're going to put up a picture if the media team can help me with that. I know we've been all, all over the spot this morning, but maybe we can put up a picture. This, is, this best describes what I saw. Now, this is from Avengers, uh, but, but this is what best describes what I saw. I was not as far. I was way closer. Imagine that spot on planet Earth. That's sort of where I was at. And I see this portal and I look up. The sky opens up. And, and I instantly knew that something was happening. And this is the thing, right? You read all these stories of people that go to heaven and this is like they get caught up and they're flying in the air and they're like Casper the Friendly Ghost. None of that. Like when you, are, when you have an encounter like this, everything is alive. Your, your spirit is alive, your mind is alive, and your body is alive. So this is what you've got to understand. I'm having this encounter, but I'm very conscious that I'm with my family. 
I'm very conscious. I know where I am. I know where I live. I know I'm on the bed next to my kids. I'm very conscious. It's not like these things work against each other. It's just that these things supersede each other. The spirit supersedes the mind. The spirit supersedes the body. And so this is what begins to happen. And I want to try and reference things as I go. But in, jo in, in Genesis 28 verse 12, Jacob, it talks about, then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending. This, Jacob didn't know what a portal was. Jacob had never watched Avengers. This was his best description of what was happening. There was activity going on. In fact, Jesus says these words in John chapter 1 verse 51. And he said to him, Moses, surely I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And so this was my experience. And what I want to share with you is I'm, I'm trying to, I'll probably only be able to share one tenth of everything because there was so much that happened. But this is what I want you to picture with me. I'm trying to help people and sort of do a mini teaching while we're sharing this experience. I want you to imagine you on the internet and you open your email and you go to whatever Google inbox or whatever you open it and you've got an email with 17 attachments. There's a PDF file, there's a JPEG picture, uh, there's probably a MP3, whatever someone sent you and you click download, download, download on all of them. And then while that's downloading, you watch a YouTube movie or, or a movie on YouTube. Okay. The reason I'm saying this is because even after, so I want you to consider my encounter like the YouTube movie. But even after my encounter over the last few days, I've been opening attachments. So I got connected to something and there's been something that's been downloaded within me and I'm just opening, 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 opening attachments. So that's what's happening. So, cause I'm trying to help you understand what, what was going on. So what happens is this portal opens up, it's right up above. And then literally I'm physically still in my body, but literally I sense my spirit rising up. My spirit comes out of me, rises up, gets to the entryway of this portal. The interesting part is, I know I said to you right at the start, I went to heaven. Technically, I didn't go to heaven. Technically, I got to look into heaven. Are you with me? So I got to look into heaven. And so through this portal, this portal literally became a screen. And, and I was on this side. Jesus was on my right side. Now, how do I know it's Jesus? This is, the, and this is how your spirit works. And this is the crazy part. Uh, not once did I hear the audible voice of Jesus. Not once did Jesus hear my audible voice, but we spoke to each other in thoughts. So I think something, he perceives what I thought. He speaks it. My spirit interprets it, speaks it back to me. That is an ongoing. So this is where I begin to notice the role of Jesus and the role of my, the Holy Spirit who lives in me. So the Holy Spirit inter interprets the whole conversation. So we go up and, and, and I know it's Jesus because the Holy Spirit's telling me that's Jesus. And the cool thing is Jesus the, the way he sees heaven, the way he, the way Jesus is, you know, they, there's, there's these religious systems that believe that when you go up to the doorsteps, Peter's going to meet you in heaven. It's not going to be Peter. I believe it's going to be Jesus. The way Jesus is, is, is about heaven. It's his house and he's excited. And, and there's excitement about heaven is like, it's his own building project. Watch this, watch this, you know, look what's happened here. Look what's happened there. And, and, and I begin to learn and understand a few things about heaven. One of the things that's going to happen in heaven, if you don't know the scriptures to sort of prove all this, but we don't have time, is that we travel in heaven. I don't know if you know this, we travel in heaven. So during COVID, you might be having the travel bug and you don't know when you're going to travel next. It's okay. 
We're going to travel in heaven. And you know what's crazy? You'll probably never discover all of heaven. You'll never go to all the cities in heaven. It'll just be an ongoing thing. So if you have the travel bug, get excited. There's going to be traveling in heaven. And so here, here I was, and I knew I was traveling. And Jesus is showing me this, and he's showing me that. He's showing me the projects that he's worked on, and he's showing me the things that he's done. And, and I can just see just the excitement of the architect, the master architect, Jesus Christ. What he's done, the thought process, the engineer, Jesus Christ. What he's built in the city is incredible. And what begins to happen is, as 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 is going in, he says, I want to I want to take you to a specific city. So he takes me to a specific city, all in this portal. The portal's moving, and I'm looking through it, and he's showing me this, 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 this. I, I didn't go into heaven technically, um, somewhere between earth and heaven. And and so he shows me the city, and he says, This city is the city dedicated to churches. The city dedicated to churches, churches from the starting of time. It's such a beautiful city. It's by the coast. It's massive. And I could see this was Jesus' pride. I will build my church. I will build my church. This beautiful city. This beautiful city. And he began to show me cities dedicated or rather in that city he showed me mansions and the crazy part was when i was when i suddenly approached the city instantly again talking about the download download in my spirit were names i recognized and men of god i did not recognize and the funny part was the men of god that i did not recognize were more popular in heaven the best way to explain this is a couple of years back, I went to South Korea. And the moment I landed in South Korea, I instantly recognized they have a completely different culture. South Korea has their own YouTube. South Korea has their own everything. They've got, a, they've got channels and set up for everything. They, they don't care about who's famous. They don't, they don't care about Bieber. They don't care. They've got their own celebrity. So when I went to South Korea, there were these pop stars that were so famous. And, and as soon as I landed, I instantly recognized these guys are popular. And, and it's almost like this respect you, oh, well, watch out, I might run into them, you know what I'm saying? Or the soccer player, I might run into like, like literally, it's, it's hard to explain, but in heaven, names, fame, popularity is a whole different bandwidth. And I want to encourage us right now, because sometimes it can be dangerous and we live in a social media age where it's about being popular here on earth. And my prayer ever since I had this encounter was, God, don't make me popular on planet earth now i'm not saying you cannot be popular on planet earth but sometimes we have forgotten in heaven it's different the respect the weight the reverence the honor angels honored the men of god that paved the way for the gospel to go to different places it was beautiful the respect and and there's no it's not like oh, oh why is that person not famous you don't feel any of that it's sort of like you just you just you're just in it you're captivated by it. You want to be educated by it. You, you instantly realize how inferior planet Earth is. You instantly realize that nothing of the Earth really, I mean, it's great, but nothing. Heaven's a whole different space. And because some of you are like, oh, what about this and what about that? No, you will lose all that reasoning. Your spirit person will be so active, it'll say, mind be quiet, uh, body submit, 
and your spirit's taking the charge and your spirit's learning and your spirit's adapting, your spirit's observing, your spirit's interpreting. And so this is what happens. And he, so God, so Jesus takes me to the city and it's a city filled with mansions. Jesus called them memorial mansions. Memorial mansions. And I want to read to you uh, from John chapter 14. It says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Now I know this is talking about mansions to people and mansions to us and God's building all of us a home and all that. But I want to, I want to, I want to draw strength from this to recognize that there are cities, there are different kinds of cities dedicated. The city, the city in itself is an act of worship to God. When you go to that city, you begin to be filled with awe. This is why in heaven you want to constantly say, holy, holy. Because you're constantly seeing things around you, come around you, build up around you. That are cities and, and, and houses and mansions dedicated unto the things of God. And everything looks unique. Everything is beautiful. Every brick declares the glory of God. And, and, and what, what Jesus showed me were mansions that were beautiful. And mansions he needed to beautify. I want you to listen to me carefully. Mansions that were beautiful. And mansions that he needed to beautify. The mansions that were beautiful. Were the ones that completed their mission. The mansions that needed to beautify. Were the ones that never completed their mission. But here's the thing about heaven. Everything is beautiful. You're never going to heaven and see something, a project that started or a church that started or a ministry that started. Oh man, we gave up too quickly. Let me tell you, Jesus is so gracious. Jesus is so merciful. Jesus loves his church. Jesus loves his ministry more than we will ever love. And he is building something that is so beautiful, something that is so magnanimous that he will beautify it. And when you go to heaven, you will see the finished work of the mission that maybe some of us neglected. And Jesus told me, so I asked Jesus why. I thought, why were they never completed? Why were these mansions, these memorial mansions that were meant to be beautiful are now being beautified by your angels? Why were they never completed? And he gave me four things. He said they were never completed because of grief, offense, selfishness, and unbelief. Grief, offense, selfishness and unbelief because grief causes paralysis for us to move on and we live in in a grief generation i think grief needs to be recognized but it must not be worshiped grief grief must be recognized but it must not be magnified because what happens is when we do that we forsake the mission of the beauty of what god wants to release through you and i Grief causes paralysis. Offense. Offense causes gossip, which attacks unity. Offense causes... Now, don't be discouraged, because in heaven, it's all going to be beautiful. This is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of encouragement. But at the same time, I want to be a part of a church that is not waiting for this mansion to be beautified. I want to be a part of a church where the mansion is beautiful, and it brings honor and glory unto God. Offense causes... Gossip and cause attacks unity. Selfishness causes self-obsession. 
what are, what are they going to do for me? What are they going? Where's this going to be? What what is it going to be? Me, me, me. Ah, that was me too. God, me. Forget me not. Forget me, Lord. I pastored this church. Forget you know what about me? What about me? Have you seen my pain? Have you seen my this? Have you seen all the hard work I've done? Like Elijah, I've been prophesying about rain. You know, selfishness can be any. There's spiritual selfishness too. Selfishness, unbelief, unbelief. So the four things: grief, offense, selfishness, and unbelief. Unbelief causes barrenness. Barrenness. The committee that can never sign off on on anything. Well, we're just praying about it. We'll just think about it. We'll set an Excel sheet about it. But we'll never sign off because of unbelief. Unbelief that caused the mission to be stalled. Unbelief that caused the mission to be stopped. So that then Jesus needed to come along and beautify the mansion in heaven. And so I saw churches in my vision. And I'm not going to talk about any other church. I've been talking to pastors. In fact, in the last uh, two days, I've spoken to uh, pastors all around the world. Funny enough, I've been leaning to them. They've been leaning to be pastors of churches 5,000 and above, speaking into places, into, nation, into pastors that are in Singapore, pastors in different parts of America, pastors in Europe, pastors in Africa, pastors here in Australia. And, and, and so those things that God's put in my heart for them, and I'm just, I'm just being the, I'm just the FedEx man. I'm just the guy with the pushback from Ospos. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all I'm doing. I'm not saying I've got this big ministry now of talking to pastors. That's all I'm saying. I'm just being the delivery person. But during this time, during my encounter, during this time, I saw a mansion. It was called the Downpour Mansion. The Downpour Mansion. And Jesus took me to one room in this mansion. And in this room, there were memorials and photos. It's hard to explain it because it's a photo that plays like a video. When you walk by it, the photo begins to speak. The, the experience is recreated in midair. Walking into this room and, and there's nothing holding it. No frame, no strings just there and it doesn't look mystical or weird it's just natural it's it's the it's 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 the atmosphere of heaven that suspends these things into 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 air and and it's a photo but when you walk by it you don't just see it but you walk in it you experience it so for example an altar call i see a photo of an altar call as i walk by it i feel the presence of the altar call someone being water baptized i feel the water that fell on their skin as they were being water baptized. And so God showed me things, things that we did, things we did that I did not know of, things that you did that you did not know of, things that you did that I did not know of. And God showed me things. But then he stopped and made me look at one picture suspended in the air. And that picture was a picture of cinema church. So I want us to put up Cinema Church. There we go. It's Cinema Church. This picture was in heaven. The picture looked a bit funny enough. The picture after my encounter, I look back at the picture. The picture looked a lot different, a little bit different. As you can see, I'm on that screen, but I looked a lot smaller than that. It was not about me. It's not about Pastor Alwyn. It's about God's people. It's about God's church. I did not see me highlighted the way we've seen myself highlighted in that picture, but it was literally the same picture. And then Jesus said these words to me. 
Jesus said the words to me, Cinema Church made hell mad. Cinema Church made hell mad. I was, I was shocked. And then he said, because it was one step, one small step in the right direction. Cinema Church was one small step in the right direction. I said, what do you mean? And some of you might not know this, but some of you know that at the age of 14, I received a word from God, and that word just began to grow on me. And maybe we can take that off the screen if that's okay. Uh, God gave me this word, and, and, and in, in, in this word, in this assignment, one of the visions that God showed me when I was in my 20s was that we would see stadiums full. That we would have prayer meetings in stadiums, we would have worship moments in stadiums, we would have services in stadiums here in Australia. And I know there are incredible ministries that are doing that, but they just, they're just pioneers of what I believe will be the norm of what God wants to bring into our nation. But as I begin to do life and as I begin to meet more, because before I came to Australia, I never met an Australian Christian, right? But as I begin to meet more fellow Australian Christians, this dream of seeing stadiums packed became convention places and conference centers and an auditorium here, an auditorium there. Because we have a way of talking each other into unbelief. And, and literally what God was saying was, uh, Cinema Church is just a stadium at a lower level. And we were taking steps and making advances into doing things and creating atmosphere and creating shift in, in our society because a cinema church service or a stadium service is really not about the service. It's actually about the prophetic voice. It's, a, it's about the, what is declared into, into the kingdom of darkness from a kingdom called light that shifts everything. It's not even about the actual event. It's about principalities and powers of darkness that come down. And so what Jesus was sharing with me was two things. He showed me cinema church and then he showed me a prayer meeting. Some of you may not know this, but there was a time last year when we used to do a prayer meeting every week to the point it was our biggest prayer meeting ever in the history of our church that our prayer meeting were bigger than some of our actual services. Are you tracking with me? Hey, our prayer meetings were bigger than our actual services. And God began to show me how, how powerful and how significant the prayer meetings were. How, inc how, how incredibly significant how incredibly important were those prayer meetings and then i begin to realize something do you know that the key people that were part of that prayer meeting and the key people that were part of cinema church are no more at downpour could it be possible that hell had a committee meeting and said because you've got to understand this. You don't know this. But when we did cinema church, there was no church in, in Queensland, at least. I would say in Australia, in the month of October, that was doing an event, that was doing a conference, that was doing anything as big as that. No church. I pastors of churches three times our size text me, say, what you're putting online is inspiring us to go another week. Could it be that there was, there was an encouragement, even to this day, even two weeks ago, I had a pastor say, hey, you know, I remember photos from Cinema Church back, you know, are you guys still doing it? No, no, we're not, even the building project, but they remember that. And let me tell you, Cinema Church was not a, not a product of smartness. It was not a product of good planning. It was a product of prayer. And could it be that maybe I'm not the enemy? Maybe you're not the enemy? Could it be that there is really an enemy who had a committee meeting. I mean, if we have meetings, if we text each other, 
The devil can't call a meeting every now and then. Could it be that he said, what is this one thing we can do to paralyze this church? Every church has a significant calling. Every church is unique. Every church is special. And in the same way, our church is unique. Our church is special. Our church has its own calling. Could it be that the enemy said, let's take out, because I don't know if you know this, literally I lost 80% of my team. To this day, I do not know why, but now I do know it was because we made hell angry. And it cost us to shrivel back. It cost us to pull back. And Jesus said this to me. He said, your church was not spiritually ready for what we were stepping into. I think sometimes I love fun. I love all the humor. I love all the banter. I love all the memes. But church is not just about memes. Church is not about just all the fun. I feel sometimes we just need to up regard this is more important than the paramedics what we do what we do is more important than a surgeon we're doing spirit surgery we're doing heart surgery and 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 i think in me I'm, I'm pointing the finger here did not recognize the spiritual significance of what we were stepping into and 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 i just said god wh wh this is crazy this this is this is unbelievable and as that was happening, you know, the whole time I was crying, right? Because so, so this is the crazy part. I'm caught up in heaven, but I can feel, and this is the thing you can feel in heaven. I can feel everything my physical body is going through to the point of, I'll share this in a minute, but I begin to cry and I was crying all the way through. But there was a moment where my tears felt like it wasn't coming from my eyes, but they were coming from my head. And I felt incredible heat and pressure on my head, like something was being squeezed upon my head. I believe my physical body, I was feeling hot, but I guess my whole physical body began to heat up because Nora was lying next to me. Nora is my two-year-old daughter, was lying next to me. And in the middle of the night, this, I'm in heaven, but I'm hearing this, starts saying hot, hot, hot. And starts, she turns around because I was too warm for her, literally burning, but she moves to her mom, right? So this is happening. So I'm, 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 I, this is the thing, like people think, oh, I was so unconscious, I was so dead, I didn't know what was going I was aware, when you are in the spirit realm, you're aware of everything. And it's all like natural, but supernatural, all at the same time. So this is happening, and I said to the Holy Spirit, I, I didn't say anything, again, I'm just thinking, he speaks. So I'm thinking, why am I feeling, why am I feeling like, so what I was feeling was my tears felt thicker, and it felt like oil. So I said, why am I feeling this? And the Holy Spirit said to me, what has happened tonight is the crown that was placed on your head by Dr. Yongi Cho has just been activated. Now, some of you don't know this, but let's put up those pictures. A few years back, I had the incredible privilege of spending some time with uh, Dr. Yongi Cho, uh, the lead pastor, the senior pastor of the largest church on earth. At one point, it was 900,000, close to a million. Uh, and there's pictures of him praying for me, and, and it was such an incredible moment that eight hours after he prayed for me, I felt uh, those hands that he put on my head, they're very feeble, but it felt like 10 tons. Uh, I felt that on my head for eight hours, and then some of you remember back in the day when, we came, when I came back to Downpour, what church was like. Every meeting was a prayer meeting. We had revival. That was the season where our church grew the biggest. It was incredible. And, and, and God said, fear came in, political spirit came in, false agenda came in to take away the crown that was placed on your head. And let me tell you, the thing that's happened to me the most, and funny enough, last week I was preaching about fear, fear, fear. I did not recognize how much fear of man I had. Can I tell you something? I don't fear anybody anymore. 
I don't fear anybody. God's completely set me free from fear. I don't need anybody's approval. And, and it's, I don't say this with arrogance. I say this with incredible liberation. I love my board, but even I don't need my board's approval. I love my board and I want my board with me, but I don't, I want their approval in spiritual decisions, but I don't need to impress them. I don't need to impress my board. Oh, are they with me? Because Alwyn was so insecure. And it was like, oh, uh, do they love me anymore? Does my staff love me anymore? Does this person love me? No, I don't say that with arrogance. Hear my heart when I say this. God set me free from fear. And the reason why some of us are not moving forward is because we're so captivated by fear that we even gossip out of fear. Because you don't think you've got anything valuable to say about yourself, so you want to talk about somebody else. Hear me out when I say this. The devil is not divisive, he's distractive. And he's distracted us by throwing in a story here, or throwing in a story there, throwing in a situation here, and used our own insecurity. But let me tell you, Downport Church, when you get a picture of heaven, I've, I've been to heaven. It's going to be okay. The church is going to live. The church is going to thrive. The church is going to survive. We're going to make it through and we're going to see the greatest move of God. I'm telling you. I know we've got needs in this building. But I've seen way more buildings. Not just our church. I'm not just talking about downpour. I'm talking about the churches. I'm talking about Hillsong Church. I'm talking about churches that have been attacked. They will rise. We will rise in Jesus' name. I know it. I know it. This is the confidence that I have. So yes, throw. Yes, put up another Google review. Put 15 more while we're at it. But it doesn't shake because I have been with Jesus and I know what he is building and he will build his church and the gates of gossip and the gates of attack and the gates of slander and the gates of lies will not prevail against it. Will not prevail against it. But I want to encourage us because I said to God, this cannot be my encounter. This has got to be our encounter. And I want to take a moment, if we can put up that cinema church picture again. When I was in heaven and when I saw this picture, I said, Jesus, aren't there better cameras in heaven? Why did you have to use Connor's picture? In heaven because you know what when the angels do it they're designed to do it but when Connor does it he sacrifices to do it and God will always take a sacrifice over a designation whatever you do for the house of God every artwork every video everything you do God knows it. Can I say, I didn't see any of my designs in heaven. <laughs> they didn't make the cut. But I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you, church. God remembers. God sees. I don't know what Connor's day was like that day at Cinema Church. Maybe when Connor will go to heaven one day and walk through the mansion and see that photo, he'll get reminded. Maybe the text messages he got. Maybe the fact that he didn't sleep. Maybe he had... 0.67 cents in his account. Don't know what the day was, but Jesus knows. And he will feel every emotion that comes with it. And it'll all be worth it.
Temple Church, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Matthew 13, verse 11, it says, He answered and said to them, Because it's been given to you, to who? To you, to us, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. Church, God has given us an opportunity to engage into the things of heaven. Jesus came not so that we could go up to heaven. Jesus came but so that he could bring heaven to earth. Jesus came so that we can live under an open heaven. Jesus came so that we could pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Literally that can happen. Yes, there's a COVID. Yes, there's vaccine. These things are, let me tell you, they're temporal. I've been to heaven and I know we're going to outlive this way past this. Way past this. We're going to look at this just as a speed bump to wake some of us up, up maybe. But don't let the news channel dictate fear and throw stuff at you. We are going to make it through. Billy Graham said, I've read the book. We win in the end. I've been to heaven. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. We've been given access. And I know there are pastors joining in. I know there are leaders joining in. And I want to encourage every pastor. I want to say to you, do not give up. Do not lay down. I want to encourage every former pastor, every former minister. Maybe you were leading once. Maybe you were speaking once. It's okay. Your season might have changed. But there is a city in heaven with your name on it. With what which you've done unto God. There are memorials. There might be a wall. There might be a picture. There might be a name. There might be a street. I do not know. Maybe you're in a different season. But can I encourage you and say, you might have even forgotten what you've done. But Jesus hasn't forgotten because as he looks into his true box and as he looks at the cement and as he look at the bricks he's looking at your work and saying I'm going to put that picture there and I'm going to put that brick there and I'm going to put that thing there and it and he's built a beautiful 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 city I want every pastor to know have a bigger vision have a bigger dream I don't say this, this is not marketing, this is not, oh, I'm going to write a book now. No, this is not, please hear me when I say this. You will make through this, you will make it through. I, I wish God could take us all to heaven. I wish you could all have that. But I feel under assignment to share this with, with somebody. I'm sorry that you didn't go and I went, but I pray that you will feel the same presence, experience, impartation I carried. That you will feel this assurance that Jesus is by your side. There are some that are watching me that feel that Jesus has forgotten them. There are some that are watching me that feel that Jesus has cursed them. Or they've done something wrong. Or you've done that really bad thing that nobody knows. I want you to know, no. No. I want to say more things, but I cannot say because it will digress into a whole other teaching. But I'll leave it at this. God has not cursed you. You are not cursed. The devil's lying. He's lying. He's lying. And he's waiting on you. He's building a city. He's building a mansion. He's building a home. And you know what? Maybe this season might be too tough that you might not just cut it through and you might not be able to make it. And that's why I'm here to say it's still going to be okay. Even some of you are feeling convicted because you feel like I left that job too early. I left that ministry too early. I left that department too early. That's okay. Because Jesus will still beautify it. There are things that maybe I didn't do in 2020 or 2019 that I should have done as part of this whole thing. But Jesus has beautified it. He will make your works beautiful. That is what grace is. Grace comes when we miss it. But having said that, let's not just be reliant on his beautifying process. 
Let's be reliant on our worshiping ability to make all things beautiful. And I want to stir you up right now. And I know you're not lazy. I know you're not bad. I know you're not selfish. I know you're not mean. I just know we've all been discouraged. We've been discouraged because there seems to be no good news even in the church context. But I'm here to say to you, I have been to the future. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be more than okay. God's got you. Not just got you. It's more amazing than you can ever think of. You can ever describe. That you can ever explain. I'm fumbling because I've got things going through my head and I'm just I just feel so disqualified to explain this I feel Jesus I'm doing a disservice and even right now as I'm speaking I'm just lagging because I'm hoping that maybe a portal might open up and you might be able to see much better with more clarity than my words are able to articulate heaven is such a wonderful place heaven is so beautiful Heaven, heaven is so beautiful, so beautiful. Matthew 18, 19, again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that I ask, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. So here, this is why I'm sharing this message with you. This is why I felt God was sharing this message with me. Because he, I can't do this on my own. I'm just a tourist that had a, that won the lottery. <laughs> but my Bible tells me I at least need another person to agree with me. I at least need one of you to believe with me that what I've shared this morning is real. And not just believe and nod and put a post up or send a text or share this video. But I want somebody to believe that you will see this happen. That we will not just wait for God to beautify the mansion. But that we would make it beautiful in everything that we do. That's what I need. The, the breakthrough of this whole encounter. Because at the moment I'm just a tool guide sharing an experience. But what makes this experience really come true is when two agree. I just need one of us to agree. I believe it. I, I want you to believe it. I want you to receive it. I want you to ask for it. I want you to say, God, I need this on my life. Remember when I was with Jesus, one thing he said to me was, don't you think, don't, Alwyn, didn't you realize you were drawing a target on your back when in 2019 you had Australia's pastor, Andrew Evans, Australia's evangelist, Tim Hall, and Australia's apostle, Clark Taylor, in your church in the same year. Didn't you see it? I didn't see it. We've forgotten. We've forgotten the great men that have come into our small room not because of the size of the room, but because of the bigness of division. And that I've spoken, prophesied, prayed, encouraged, ministered, declared, telling to all of us, rise up, we're old, we're bruised, we're aching, we're ready to go up to heaven. 
But it's now your turn. It's now your turn. It's now our turn. And I don't say this as an act of danger, but I also say this as an act of let's be aware. Let's be conscious. Let's be present. Let's be aware. So I want you, I want to get you to agree with me. Agree with heaven that we can see this, that I do not know what this is going to look like. And you know what is crazy? Um, uh, in, in, in downpour, in the mansion of downpour, I also saw a room called downpour camp. But it wasn't downpour camp, it was like a play area. It was like the naughtiest room of the house. But the crazy part was when my spirit was, uh, yes, it's sort of descending, but also ascending at the same time, lifting off aerial view. Jesus whispered in my ears, downpour north Brisbane is just one room. He only showed me one room of the many rooms the downpour is going to be. And he said, you're worried about this building project? What I just showed you was one room. I just showed you one room of a mansion. It's not, a, it's not an apartment. It's not a house. It's a mansion. Extensive mansion. Many rooms. And now I've been saying, Holy Spirit, let me, just see, let me, let me look at my world through the eyes of heaven and see what these other rooms are, what these other cities are, what these other ministries are, what are these other opportunities. I do not know what that is. I just feel like saying this, uh, because again, all of these things come downloading over the days. There are people, you know when churches go through rebrands? You know, today we are this and tomorrow we are that. You know, it's another mansion that God builds. It's not the same mansion. Because there are some of you that were part of a ministry that got deconstructed or that got removed or that got destroyed or they didn't want anything to do with it. God preserves it. This is why Jesus said, don't pour the new, oil, new wine into old wineskin. Because why? The new wine gets spoiled, but also the old wineskin. God does not just care about the new. He also cares of the old. In fact, he's protective about the old. So many times we criticize, oh, church in the 90s, or church in the 2000s, or the old flag-waving church. God's precious to God. And we can rebrand it and get a new leader in and get... God sees a difference. So everything, this is why I'm saying this, everything you have done is remembered. Is remembered. Is remembered. Preserve the wineskin. Why does God preserve the wineskin? Because he wants to parade your worship. He wants to parade your sacrifice. He wants to parade the works that you've done. He wants to brag on you. It's like the ugly drawing that your child might draw, that you will frame and put it in your office. It'll never sell a million dollars at the cathedrals of France, but it has got a million likes right at the core of your heart. That is what our works is unto God. And Jesus comes along and will take that ugly picture that's got crayons and watercolors and everything. The sun's purple and the moon's black. And he will beautify it and he will put it in a city called Memorial city city of churches city of ministries and memorial mansions being set up as an act of worship jesus will put a fingerprint on your work and will accelerate it and make it look so beautiful that you'd be amazed at how beautiful it really was so i want to get you to agree with me i want to give a moment this morning for people maybe you've forgotten heaven maybe you've forgotten what heaven is like Maybe you've forgotten that there is a place called heaven. Or maybe you don't know if you're really going to go to heaven. 
regardless of anything and everything I've said. Maybe you're here and you're saying, I want to make sure that I go to heaven. I want to make sure that I go to this place that you're talking about. I want to make sure that I really know this Jesus. And as the Bible says, I want to make sure that my name is written in the book of life. And if that is you right now, on your icon, there's this hand signal or whatever. Give me something. Give me a heart. Give me a thumb. Give me something. You're saying, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. See hands going up everywhere. Pray for me. Pray for me. I want to remember heaven. I want to make it to heaven. I want to put my trust in Jesus. Hands going up across the room. Maybe you want to change the screen. There's maybe others. Hands going up. I want to go to heaven, pastor. I want to be a part of this. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I want to be a part of this. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Put your trust in him this morning. Put your faith in him. He's real. And he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. You're beautiful. You're better than you think. Not because you're better. Because Jesus makes you better. You're more awesome than you think. Not because you're awesome. But because Jesus makes you awesome. And the reason why sometimes we pull back is because we don't believe in ourselves. Believe. Don't believe in yourself. Believe in the one who's called you. Believe in the maker of the heavens and the earth. Believe that there is a memorial in heaven. Believe that you will go to heaven. Believe that you will see these things. And when you see these things, you will know that it was great that I did not stick in paralysis, that I did not stick in gossip, that I did not stick in pain. You know, when a divorce happens, whose side is God on? He's on both sides. When a church split happens, whose side has God on? He's on both sides. When offense happens, whose side has God on? He's on both sides. But you've got to work out which side has God planted you in. Which side has God placed you in? Because when a divorce happens, we get more infatuated and more curious and more, even though we hate the other party, we get more fixated on their life and paralyze our life and our mission and our belief and everything else. But I want to encourage you, God is on your side, God is on their side. They're both, you're both his children, we are both his kids. But now, let's get a picture of heaven. So right now, Father, I pray. In the name of Jesus, in the name above every other name, Jesus, you love heaven. You love heaven so much because you love your children so much. Yes, we are going to heaven because it's all about you. But in heaven, we are reminded of what you're doing and what you've done in our lives. And Father, I pray this morning that people would rise up in revelation, that people would rise up in focus, the people will rise up once again. Lord, as your word says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from you, the maker of the heavens and the earth. The maker, Lord, you are the maker of the heavens. Lord, you are the maker. And Lord, right now I pray. I don't want to just pray a nice prayer. I just want to pray a prayer where I really believe that heaven will land where you're at. In Jesus' name, I pray. I pray, I pray 
for heaven, for heaven to rise up in people's hearts, for heaven to rise up where people are at, for God to transform our thinking. I pray for a download of heaven where people are at. Lord, I pray for people in this room. Lord, I know they've been ministered to. I know they've been touched. But Lord, right now, let heaven descend upon us. Let our eyes open. Let us see with open eyes. Lord, as your word says, and now with unveiled eyes, take out the veil, take out the things that's been covering us, the news, the stuff, the stats, the numbers. How many people, how many cases? Remove the veil, remove the veil right now. And Lord, I pray to set our gaze upon you, Jesus. Heaven, heaven, Jesus. Let your church not forget heaven. Let your church recognize that this is the portal to heaven. Let your church recognize that we are Bethel, the house of God, where you live. And Lord, I pray for every Christian that's on this call, every Christian globally, that we would wake up, that you would raise many up in these days that would see heaven in a new way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Alan, thank you so much. What an amazing word. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and um, watching this video. Honestly, uh, yesterday I was there during the service um, behind the cameras and God was just doing something in the room, something powerful, and that's still working on me today as I think about heaven, as I think about what God has to come. And uh, it's just so powerful. So I hope that you guys were blessed today. Um, please reach out to us at hello at mydownpour.com. Um, if you want to get in touch, that's uh, the best way to do it. And uh, we were just so blessed. And uh, we believe that there are still people being touched by it even now. So we just thank you so much and we'll see you soon.